When talking about interventions pertaining to food, there are three dimensions to the entire nutritional framework: dietary, caloric, and time-based restrictions. Dietary restrictions refer to what and what not to eat, while caloric restrictions are targeted at how much you eat. I have explicitly dealt with these dimensions in the previous episode. Time-based restrictions revolve around when you eat and how much time you leave between meals, and this entire episode deals with this important dimension. I felt that it was requisite to introduce this extension to the pillar food before moving on to physical activity. We have been made to believe that our body must be brimming with food to generate energy and carry out its vital functions. We always have perceived that growth is good. and breakdown of any sort is bad uncalled for and alarming this episode using lucid scientific explanations will tell you why that's absolutely wrong and emphasize the veracious reality that our body functions best on an empty stomach let's hop right into it befriend your body an imperative metamorphosis from illness to wellness We are all well aware that our food contains three macronutrients namely carbohydrates proteins and fats proteins which are broken down into amino acids in the body are mainly used to maintain and repair body tissues and not usually used for providing energy carbohydrates and fats on the other hand are important energy sources However, the manner in which our body generates energy from these two sources is significantly different. Understanding and capitalizing on this nuance will make all the difference in your nutritional well-being. The carbohydrates in our food is broken down into glucose, which is absorbed into the bloodstream and used by blood cells as an energy source. Excess glucose is converted into glycogen and stored in the liver. The fats in our food are broken down into fatty acids and glycerol. Three molecules of fatty acids and one molecule of glycerol combines to form a triglyceride, which is stored in the adipose tissue in the abdomen region or under the skin as subcutaneous fat. It is this triglyceride form of fats that makes one appear overweight externally due to its accumulation. Thus, there are now two storages the glycogen reserve and the fat or triglyceride reserve due to carbohydrates and fats respectively our body can use both these stores for energy generation the glycogen reserve gets used up first and only when it is exhausted the fat reserve is tapped into when the glucose reserve is exhausted the body reaches out to the triglycerides in the adipose tissue for energy These triglycerides that contain the fatty acids are converted to ketone bodies by several processes. This conversion to ketones is known as ketogenesis and it occurs in the liver. Ketone bodies are energy sources just like glucose and can be used by the body tissues. But unlike glucose, ketone bodies are the most efficient forms of energy. What I just told you were anatomical descriptions of energy production inside the body and the fate of macronutrients once consumed in form of food. 
Now let me tell you some scientifically proven facts that can further help us manage our time restriction in this entire nutritional framework. So here are the three important pointers. Number 1, fats are slow but the most efficient form of energy and carbohydrates are the quickest but incredibly inefficient form of energy. Point number 2, the fat storage can be tapped only and only once the glucose stores are exhausted. It takes normally 8 to 12 hours to exhaust this glucose store depending on the individual's physical activity. Fact number 3, accumulation of triglycerides without the required burning causes its deposition in blood vessels leading to cardiac issues. Keeping the body's anatomy and these facts in mind, we need to accordingly chalk out a way forward for optimum health. At this juncture, we can classify people into two types: sugar burners and fat burners. Sugar burners mainly use glucose stores to obtain energy. These people get frequently hungry, they are often angry, see significant dips in their energy levels and struggle with weight loss. They are also subject to inflammation inside the body which paves way to many lifestyle problems and not just chronic pain. This is definitely not the sustainable way to go. On the other hand, we have fat burners who tap into their fat storage for energy that is after exhausting their glucose stores. They have sustained energy, are more clear cognitively, they are not irritable and it's easier for them to lose weight as their abdominal and subcutaneous fat is getting burned. Fat burners also age slowly and have great longevity. So bottom line, what should be our final goal? It should be to tap into fat stores for energy. And how do we do that? By leaving sufficient time gap between meals. Welcome to the concept of time restricted feeding (TRF), also known as intermittent fasting (IF). Intermittent fasting is an eating plan where there are alternating eating and fasting stages. If there is sufficient time given between two meals, as I mentioned before, the body can tap into the fat storage before the next influx of glucose. Normally, this fasting is followed between the last meal of the day and the first meal of the next day, leaving sufficient hours to induce fat burn. One can start off with a 12-hour fast between dinner and breakfast the next day, and the duration can be slowly increased. The preferable intermittent fast time is 16 hours. This should be your final goal. Now let's talk about few major benefits of intermittent fasting apart from what I mentioned when I talked about fat burners and sugar burners. Benefit number 1. Insulin is secreted by the pancreas every time we eat to facilitate the entry of glucose into body cells for energy generation. When we snack all day and have several meals without much of a gap, the pancreas continuously secrete insulin and thus there is always a high amount of this hormone in our gut. Such a condition causes insulin resistance that is the body cells become immune to the effect of insulin. Thus glucose doesn't enter cells and sugar level in the blood stream spikes. 
This makes people prone to diabetes type 2 and obesity. Intermittent fasting avoids oversecretion of insulin and prevents lifestyle diseases arising from insulin resistance. So that is benefit number 1. Moving on to number 2. During fasting, the ketone bodies produced by ketogenesis boost brain function to a great deal. Benefit number 3. Intermittent fasting breaks down triglycerides and reduces the risk for cardiovascular diseases by keeping in check the following factors blood pressure rhr or resting heart rate hdl and ldl cholesterol it also avoids atherosclerosis that is the clogging of arteries the next and fourth benefit of fasting a mind blowing one indeed fasting can prevent alzheimers parkinsons and cancer too Whoa, that's huge, isn't it? How does it do that though? Hear me out. These about diseases are caused by abnormal build up of misfolded and mutated proteins and also of damaged toxic cells in various parts of the body. In the case of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, this accumulation occurs in the brain. Our body cells have a mechanism to break down and recycle these damaged proteins to form new amino acids that the body can use for its functions. And this fascinating process is known as autophagy. But this seems too straightforward. What's the catch here? Autophagy is actually a survival mechanism of the body. It gets triggered only when the intake of fresh nutrients through food becomes scarce. Therefore, in such a case of deficit, in order to continue the generation and repair of tissues, the body identifies all these damaged harmful proteins from all nooks and corners of the body, breaks them down and recycles them to form new amino acids. The main purpose of autophagy is survival, yes, but it also indirectly eliminates these vicious proteins that can lead to cancers and Alzheimer's. These proteins are also causes for plaque formation in the blood vessels. Thus, by elimination of these proteins by autophagy, cardiovascular diseases too can be prevented. So, it should be clear now. Fasting is the way to go. It taps into your fat stores, avoids insulin resistance, prevents deadly diseases like alzheimers parkinsons and cancer through autophagy keeps your circulatory system in a hunky dory state and boosts your cognitive ability now with all that being explained here are the four tips for you to follow one maintain a rigid feeding window as a start set this window to 12 hours and slowly go on decreasing it the most ideal duration of a feeding window is 8 hours number 2 a continuation of the previous point really practice intermittent fasting every day start off with a 12 hour fast and 12 hour eating window then slowly improve to a 14 hour fast and 10 hour eating window and finally reach the most ideal and recommended 16 8 framework number 3 refrain yourself from picking up random snacks between main meals This is what nutritionists call grazing and it doesn't allow your own gut mechanism to function optimally. In case you feel genuinely hungry between meals, you can do three things. 
you can have your next meal at an earlier time or you can have any sorts of fluids which won't break your fast or as a last resort you can have a short snack of nuts or fruits number 4 and lastly also try occasional 24 hour fast but observe how your body responds to it before regularly including these fasts please note that the following category of people should avoid if pregnant women people with eating disorders frail underweight and elderly people and also those with diabetes type 1 apart from these exceptions to whatever be your condition consult a nutritionist to create a fasting plan catering to your need and ability for maximum effectiveness and minimum risk one more thing to note mechanisms of autophagy ketogenesis etc activated due to fasting are mainly preventive in function but they also play a major role in the reversal of some diseases like type 2 diabetes hypertension high cholesterol and chronic body pains in order to reap these incredible benefits of intermittent fasting it is equally crucial to eat the right kinds of food during your eating window that is after breaking your fast foods low in carbs high in fats and devoid of artificial flavors trans fats and sugars and a sufficient portions of vegetables must be consumed refer back to the previous episode for in depth details as a conclusion be fully informed take professional medical opinion and start this powerful habit now whatever be your age to preventively repel the deadly lifestyle diseases that can tamper with your life vehicle in the forthcoming ordeals of life Now come to the end of the fourth episode of the Befriend Your Body podcast. This episode came out as a bonus extension to the Pillar Food and I will move on to Pillar 2 in the next episode. Befriend Your Body is available on all major streaming platforms so don't forget to follow us there. Also, Spotify has recently included a rating system to all podcasts so I would very much appreciate it if you could drop your rating on Spotify. Thanks for tuning in and see you soon.